News outlets, Jezebel and political, well, if you want to call them news outlets, try to swing a new political term called Barstool Republicans. This is all based off of their criticism for Barstool CEO, also known as El Presidente, Dave Portnoy. Him speaking out against lockdowns, him sort of becoming a little bit of a culture warrior seems to have them a little bit worried and now they want to call anybody who agrees with him Barstool Republicans. We're going to get into that. Then we're going to discuss the continuing culture war of Bill Maher. Uh, as we predicted, he would be attacked for some of the things that he has said recently that we have covered. So it's kind of a continuing story that we're going to delve into. This time he's attacked by MSNBC. We're going to break down all of the details on that. And then we're going to discuss a tragic story of Seth Rogen producing and writing and starring in some classic comedy movies, essentially bashing his own career. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip hop music, go to any major music streaming platform. Type in Audio Apes and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. A lot of uh, good topics to cover yeah. today. Kind of yeah. fun, culturally relevant topics. <clears throat> Not as political as things have been lately. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. Like, it's just... I feel like the Bill Maher... And Seth Rogen situation are a little bit intertwined because they're both comedians, except one is older and has a live show and is unapologetic. And then we have one that's a little bit younger, does movies, and is very apologetic. But I think they're yeah. sort of intertwined, intertwined. To, to an extent. So maybe we'll save that for the latter part of the episode and we'll delve start off and kick it off with uh barstool republicans and what exactly that is because apparently it's uh another term used for angry and resentful white men yeah. um it's interesting because in both of those articles by jezebel and political where they essentially lend many criticisms to Dave Portnoy, which if you're not familiar with Dave Portnoy, we have covered him a few times on the show. Um, he's the the owner and founder of Barstool Sports. Um, he also has his, uh, what's it called? The Daily, the Davy Day Trade. Uh, was it Davy Day Trade Global? It was like a little, uh, I, I don't know exactly what it's called, but it was like a Twitter show uh, that he had going on like when he was like day trading and like when he just got into the stock market and stuff. And it was kind of entertaining and fun. 
And then um, he's also known for like going around the nation and trying different pizzas yeah. from different cities and stuff like that. And most recently, um, he he had did a interview with uh, uh, President Trump when Trump was in office around the time of the election. I remember he was getting bashed for that, and he started many uh, funds to help small businesses in the midst of the coronavirus and the lockdowns and everything like that. And what's very interesting about the way that uh, Dave Portnoy operated, some have said that he actually did more for small businesses than the federal government did. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I, I want to I go back to, to the article that that uh and the author that wrote the article or the journalist or whatever you want to call them ashley reese and this is the title angry white guys don't need another rebrand i just want to read a sentence that shows you everything you need to know about these people that write these articles and i think it's important because it shows you how blind and how clueless and how naive they are uh, this is uh what I'm going to read right now. Contemporary republicanism is less about adherence to conservative values and more about labeling Democrats as gutless babies who are as afraid of offending people as they are of their own shadow. What? What are you talking about? So you think, and and, and the article basically starts talking about how like they're anti-woke and they just hate like the whole PC culture and they'll do anything to... Go against the PC culture. And to a degree, culturally... That's, that's part of it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a small part of it. But that, in no way, shape, or form, would even begin to scratch the surface of what the Republican Party is today. Um, you know, they're the guys who fight for free speech for everybody, not just for the left, for everybody. For freedom, for really. Free, like yeah. being, he, he was... Because what they try to do, what they're trying to do is they're trying to create this mold and this model of what a Republican is. And so now they're saying that there's a bunch of people that rock with Dave Portnoy that supposedly fit into this model of what Republicans currently are. And if you want to do that, like, I'm okay with you attempting to do that. But the thing is, it's just like you're so limited in your knowledge of yeah. what it really is see because and, and that's that's the 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 difference between the mainstream media the leftist mainstream media and when you have people like us is like we never really minimize the left if you think about it like every time that we lend criticisms to the left or or any certain movements or anything like that we actually delve pretty deep into the ideology and the philosophy that they're that they're spouting now granted we're not with it and like we don't agree with it but we don't we don't minimize it to oh well black lives matter is just a bunch of crybabies it's just like well no like it's it's like well their founders are are communist their ideology has a lot of has a lot of socialist and and communist undertones if you go on the website like all of that like that all of that takes research all of that takes reading up on and looking into yeah and it takes respect which is something that the left 
uh, a lot of the times when it comes to writing these type of articles or leftist journalists lack. I don't know if I would call it respect, like in my personal like uh, uh, perspective, because I don't I don't know if I would necessarily say I respect it. Think of it, but this it, way. it it does take it does take like a, a yearning. For knowledge, I, yeah. I want to be like well, well read on what I talk about. I don't want to like, I don't want to sound stupid. Think of it this way: this, this is what I mean by respect, though. Not necessarily respect of the ideology, but respect that you have your own set of thoughts, and I'm willing to hear you out, and I'm willing to let you delve deep into it, and then I'm willing to stop and actually do the research and be like, oh, all right, well, they told me this, let me take it in. Let me go do my research. Yeah, which, I, I still like. I, I would. Say, I still think like your your perspective is a little bit more gracious than mine. Cause like I don't. I wouldn't say that I even have like that much respect because it's essentially to me is like the fact that like you even have this ideology kind of like shows me that you've gone down a road of like you don't really know how the world works. So in that regard, it's kind of hard for me to respect you, but. I will, in order for me to even know what this is about, I have to look into it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, it's kind of like that almost. It's kind yeah, of. Yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. It, it, it's like, it's like, I would imagine what, what it would be like for like during the civil war, like a Confederate soldier and a union soldier in, in the midst of a battle. Yeah. It's like. Well, do you necessarily respect that person on the other side? No, yeah. but like I've taken the time to know what you believe in because that in and of itself, it, it's more of a, I realize you're my opponent. And so yeah. like, I kind of got to know where you're coming from. It's more of a of a that type of thing because, yeah, see, well, well you have too. I was going to say like I like we've been on the ground floor with certain people like i was at nini's deli when they were on some fucking cultural marxist type of shit and i would say that like yeah i don't i didn't particularly respect anybody there yeah but i had to all i at the same time i had to know yeah where like what their thought their thoughts were because the fact of the matter is they didn't respect me you know what i'm saying so it's i don't think we're coming at this from a, a point of respect, this is more of a, I'm coming at it from a point of well, I need to like be well read and knowledgeable about like the shit that you're on. Yeah, and maybe it maybe yeah maybe it's not so much respect for the other side, but the understanding that if you're going to go into something and you're going to disagree or you're going to agree, you're going to t- do your due diligence to like not just be a follower and actually be like, all right, cool, well listen. Everyone's saying all this and everyone's saying all that. I would rather take the time to know what's yeah. going on. In, in in a way it's kinda like uh like like in sports, like like if uh if you know, like the Bears play the Packers, like well not not necessarily the Packers. Let's say they play Kansas City, they're not part of the same conference. Yeah. You have to do the due diligence. You have to like know that team and yeah, know what they what they and do. And if you're looking at it from a perspective of like this is a, a formidable opponent, mm-hmm. then maybe like there's a respect factor. Yeah. But the shit that Jezebel and political are on, like they're you we, can't even respect that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you you don't even know what you're talking about. This is this is different than like 
me debating like a like a Dave Pakman or or, or uh, <laughs> what's the guy Kyle Kyle Kalinsky yeah. from Secular uh, Talk. That's or, a little bit different. Or even like, a Bill Moore, right? That's like more of a respect yeah. thing because it's like, oh, well, these guys be coming with that heat. Yeah, that's more like respectable and. I would imagine they're all able to to express and delve deep into like their ideology and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. This is not that though. No, this no. is this is lazy. More or less, it, it, it's long winded, but it but it's lazy. But it's yeah. just interesting that they're trying to like fit so many people into that mold. And and if you notice about both of those particular articles, you see that there's a sense of confusion from them yeah. in the sense it's like well these guys are not evangelical christians and they probably don't give a fuck about roe versus wade so like it's weird it's, it's like it, Partial it, republicans right exactly it, it, it you yeah. know it's weird to them but but it's that's the thing that well they kind of somewhat acknowledge that Trump changed drastically yeah. is that I think he made a, a big segment of the nation realize that politics truly is downstream from culture. Yeah. And since Trump and Steve Bannon, because like Steve Bannon was really the one that sort of gave Trump that, um, that vehicle, if yeah. you will, because Steve Bannon even said in interviews, he's like, well, like, politics is becoming like water cooler talk like it yeah and if you think about it for the longest time in our yeah. lives like we've talked about that stuff but many people didn't talk about it but yeah. now you're a lot more likely to come across somebody that like has something Co comfortably to, talks about it exactly yeah. they're uh, open to talk more about open it. Yeah. to talk about it and since that has become a thing it's it's funny because and we've talked about this before talking sports has become so primitive Oh yeah, like we well yeah, it feels weird because even now it's like people ask me what about the seventies or whatever the hell's playing the Suns and the Clippers. I don't I don't know like moves they must be made. Yeah, conversations they must and, be and had. And even now, if you yeah. think about it, when people talk sports, they can't help but like latch it into like what's going on culturally. Oh fucking LeBron and 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 fucking the China puppet or these motherfuckers want to kneel. Like so, yeah. even the sports talk has become more like co uh, 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 culturally cohesive. Now, I have a question. With these articles that were written and, and so poorly written, do you feel that that's a... Do you feel like the right should feel good about this? Like, about, about the other side not quite grasping who they are? Is that is that a weakness for the for the left or is that like a strength for the left? And is that a weakness for the wait, right? Wait, who's not grasping... Like like this article from Jezebel, right? They're trying to label the Republican Party, like or, or certain people, as the Portnoy Republicans or the Barstool Republicans, right? Or right? they were saying, "What's next, the Rogan Republicans?" Yeah, and to me, yeah, that's like because to, uh, all they know, like these are fucking compliant ass automatons that whatever Fauci or CNN or MSNBC or the government. Or fucking Jen Psaki at a press conference say to do, you should do, and just don't question it because they're the authority on everything. Because if you look at the things that Portnoy, I th I feel like Portnoy has even been, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, recently in an interview with if, with Ben Shapiro, 
He's even critical of like the Republican Party. And 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 Joe Rogan is very critical of the Republican Party. All you motherfuckers know how to do is like the minute that somebody is willing to question something, oh, you're a Republican. You're no, they're just not compliant. They just yeah. don't follow fucking suit like you do. Yeah. And they actually think for themselves and are willing to be like, well. Does the mask really work? Yeah. Well, is this guy Fauci as smart as everybody's saying yeah, he is? Yeah. Is he right about... Like, what is so Republican about that by fucking asking questions? Yeah. But that's because that's what these people are. They, If you think of the, the route that they take to get to where they're at, it's school, 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 academia, intelligentsia, and all of that, that whole fucking journey... Is just a journey of you get rewarded based off of your compliance, yeah. how well you comply. So to them, these are the authorities. You comply. Anybody that doesn't or speaks out against it, you're some sort of fucking barbaric Republican, barstool Republican. So, so then I would venture to say that you probably think for the left, it's kind of a strength because the more basic and the 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 more you get to that mode the more you and, and the more people accept it well the bigger you get because the more stupid the, the they're basically they're like the pigs in animal farm hey don't fucking worry about this shit we got this we got this we got this oh yeah critical race theory oh yeah uh colleges have been indoctrinated grammar schools are being indoctrinated i think i think it, it, it sort of is is a disservice to them to sort of uh What's the what's the word that they used in that uh, uh, phenotype? I think it's sort of a disservice to try to do that because what ends up happening is you don't ever give yourself the opportunity to like fully understand yeah. your opponent. And I give you an example: the the last Republican president before Trump, which as as history has revealed you could barely call him republican but but uh george w bush yeah that was the last technically republican president then we had eight years of obama and then we had four years four years four years of of trump well at the end of bush going in transitioning to obama you had Republicans staunchly against gay marriage and 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 not really with like the whole uh, gay pride movement, and even Democrats like not fully on board the way that they are now. Obama wasn't fully exactly, on board. and and we we've recently talked about that. Yeah, and it went. We've in in Obama in, wasn't even on board. In Let's twelve put that, yeah. in twelve years, we went from that to. Yeah. Now there's a slew of gay people in the Republican Party and like openly Republican, like yeah. openly going against like the things that Fauci says and questioning the status quo, if you will. So I think that's why that serves the left as a disservice to try to like mold Republicans and come up with these fucking phrases yeah. at, at barstool Republicans because now like what you you start to like lose sight of what they're really fighting for. There's an X factor though, and what's that? And I think that the X factor is the Republicans used to be a punching bag, and so oh yeah, like of course that 
Yeah, you're right. Like, it does them a disservice only, and this is only if you take the Donald Trump approach. It's a disservice because as Donald Trump proved, like, well, no, like, I'm going to be me. And whatever statistics you think, or if you could call me a white supremacist, there's still Latinos and blacks and, and minorities voting for me. Women have voted for me. Like, I got He literally votes. grew with every minority group yeah. except black women. That was the only minority yeah. group that he didn't do better with in, in 2020 than in 2016. And, and to me, that's why the Republican Party became this, because it was an answer to that. Like, I feel like if you... Go back to the Romneys, to the McCains, to the Bushes. Yeah, you guys just allow shit. Like, you guys, oh, hey, look, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Boom. Oh, hey, look, I'm going to fucking kick you in the nuts. Bam. Oh, that's and, not very nice. Yeah. That's all, that's all, yeah, that, that's all they had. Yeah, so, so I think now it's starting to become, uh, well, it's not starting to become. It, it has become that. And I think that now you are right. They are doing themselves a disservice because... You think this isn't the Trump party, yet, see, like I, I go back to the CPAC, I go back to like the type of politicians that, that, are, that, are, that are moving up in the ranks, like, you're going to be in for a rude awakening because like, the world doesn't revolve around Trump. Trump was just like the vehicle to the, to the, to the culture, uh, where culture was going to go, but like, this is going to stay now. It, it's, you change things. <laughs> like, it's like, that's yeah. it. It's the end. So... Whether it's him, whether it's not, like people have already spoken, and, and and then you look at what Mitch McConnell did with the whole January sixth thing. Nah, get the fuck out of here. And like, so you starting, you're starting to see that the Republicans are getting bold. So no, it's not necessarily a weakness for Republicans or or, or, or a strength uh, for the Democrats. But I feel that what it is is like they're for the wokesters. That's what you want to hear. That's what, how you'll grow your base. Mm -hmm. But then you could get hit with with a haymaker you're, you're not even seeing coming exactly. in the primaries. And it's like, whoa, wait, what the fuck? Republicans, like like what we were talking about, how like the census uh, like changed certain certain districts. Everything yeah. changed. And and it's like, well, you ain't going to be able to do shit if you don't have the the House of Rep. You ain't going to be able to do shit if you, if you don't have the Senate. So, yeah, you could keep the presidency, but you ain't going to do nothing. And, and and I think that that's where the 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 chess moves and and the way politics works like that's where it won't be a strength and I think that's where you like you hit the nail right in the coffin is you're, you're doing yourself a disservice believing this old wild shit like yeah. it's not like that and, and and you keep trying to like narrow it down oh the alt right the yeah. alt right when it started wasn't the what was the what the media made the alt right yeah. to be. And so now you keep trying to like minimize every little rep like a uh, uh, movement on the right side into this. Oh, oh, this. Oh, look the the what's the 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 the, the, the what do you call them? The the guys that go against Antifa. The uh, uh, the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys. And then it's like oh those oh the white supremacists. It's like you're not really but, getting but, the identity and, of what the Republican and, and Party and is. They were like so wrong. I, I remember. I'll never forget. I think it was like one of the friends that we grew up with. Where he was talking. I like kept, had to like get at him. Where he was talking about the Proud Boys, and I was like, "You do know that the Proud Boys are led by a black Cuban?" Because <laughs> he was on some like, "Oh well, they're whites. They're white supremacists." Yeah. It's like how though <laughs> they're led by a black Cuban guy like. 
or again, but that's but that is an example of who and the type of mindset that would buy into an article like this. Yeah. It's like you don't do no due diligence. It's like you are just fucking drinking the Kool-Aid, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And and you're not and if you keep drinking the Kool-Aid again, you're in for a rude awakening because like you're not gonna come you're not gonna be you're not prepared for battle. You're thinking Oh, this is this is easy. Look, this is the fucking barstool Republicans. Oh, is this is look, look it's a proud boy type of guy. Oh, it's all it's all white folks that vote for Republicans. We yeah. all know that. It's angry white folks. Angry white women. That's what they are. And it's like, well no, dude, like are you are you gonna be stupid and, and not do your research and, and go into this thinking that? Because the statistics just don't prove that. And it, it's so funny how like for for these like Wokesters that like claim to be like the most inclusive non-racist people it's so funny how like they minimize people of color that think differently than them and I'm, uh, to quote the article is like somehow the word white doesn't show up in this piece not once not even not even among mentioning Reagan Democrats, a phrase that specifically refers to white working class voters who drank the Reagan flavored Republican Party Kool-Aid in the 80s and never looked back. While there are certainly non-white men who have allied themselves to such a group, their solidarity usually relies on how good of a sport they are about racism and xenophobia. So essentially what you're saying is, well, it's not that you think differently and you see something differently and your perspective is different about the world. No, 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 that's not what it is. It's just that you're a great sport about racism and xenophobia if you think anything like yeah. Dave Portnoy. No, bitch, like Dave, like, so Dave Portnoy fought for small businesses. Yeah. That is a colorless issue because people of all colors yeah. own small businesses. But you don't even, neither article even talked about that. So yeah. could it be possibly in this weird, majestic, crazy world that somebody actually fucks with dude because he's an advocate of small business? Maybe some black or Hispanic or Asian kid from the hood wants to like own a small business and they're like damn that's badass that this dude is raising money for small businesses and maybe they're not a fucking barstool republican but they just are somebody that like fucks with freedom and entrepreneurship and has dreams of their own yeah and they and they want to aspire to be whatever they want to be there you go that, and, that, <laughs> and, and and that's why this shit i i feel like serves them as a disservice because like there's a whole lot that you're missing here like for instance if anybody ever has a criticism to us about the things that we've talked about and dismantled like for instance like critical race theory yeah i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that that wouldn't fuck with the idea that we've dismantled the idea of critical race theory i'm wholeheartedly open to hear like any opposing argument that's out there but typically why we do these shows once a week is because like we delve deep into the issue we delve deep into the matter we cover it all so yeah. i'm not saying that you can't be against something that like you don't rock with or you don't agree with but you sh ought to have like solid reasons for it yeah 
and co- and like cover the person well roundedly that didn't happen with either of these articles yeah yeah and it just it just goes to show but i mean they they they're they're uh they're not even aware of themselves though no like like biden super into the whole cor- corporatism type shit and, and 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 like even woke even wokeness has turned capitalistic like you guys you guys can't even your own movements turn against you you know like you don't even know who you are yet you want to sit and, and 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 tell other people what they are or who they are and so you'll always you'll always be lost you know like like um what's dude dude's name a uh, kaepernick having yeah. that deal with nike like dude i thought like th- what happened to the che Guevara shirts so now you made a deal where you make money and you're sponsored by Nike. It's kind of not making sense to me. Yeah. And, and no one. And on the left, you never hear anybody saying, "Oh, he sold out. He sold out." Because that's exactly what he did. Yeah. You know. Now being woke is is good for people's you know pockets. Just write woke shit. Make woke commercials. Do woke this. Have have all an all black or an all Latino cast. Oh, you're so woke. We're gonna write your show. We're gonna your show will be accepted into this Netflix thing or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's like all this has turned into like how can we make money out of this? And and you people that are so quote unquote woke don't even see like the holes in your argument, like no, even but, behind but stuff that, like that. That's the thing is like they they really <laughs> seem to bank off of people not critically thinking which is like such a sad like way of operating because it's like the only thing literally the only thing that like is upholding like what you believe in is you banking on people more or less being dumb but the minute that somebody smartens up like this shit is gonna like fall on its face so how long do you expect people to live in like a haze of of ignorance, you know. Yeah, and it's your own fault if you if you fall for that. So there we go with that. So uh, moving on to the next topic, um, I'm gonna play a clip um, from MSNBC where Bill Maher is being criticized for the very thing that we talked about. On last week's episode, so Bill Maher recently spoke about um, In the Heights, uh, uh, HBO original, oh, HBO Max original, written and produced by Lin Manuel Miranda, the same guy that created Hamilton, and he recently received a slew of criticism uh, from woke Twitter and and the left and everything because. Uh, it's not racism this time, colorism. Um, so it's just it just kind of it's just getting crazier and crazier. Like the fucking the routes that they're taking with this stuff. So yeah, it's like yeah, there were black and Hispanics, but there were no Afro Latinos or Afro Latinx. It's so insane. So quite naturally. Um, uh, Bill Maher speaking out about that garnered some backlash and I really hope he responds Friday on real time to this segment that would be great because (laughs) I feel like this has to be like 
getting him more views and stuff like that because yeah. he's become such a culture warrior and he's probably getting like a, a gang of like fucking right wing people that weren't tuning in before yeah. to start tuning in so we've been on it and we've been on it yeah, 100% <laughs> But that's and it isn't that interesting. I, I always like I always find that interesting, <laughs> like the way that we ob- observe and like get a reading on people. Yeah, how like it's like, how like we we like you said we've been on it. Yeah. You know, and since it's, it's like we've always saw and yeah. analyzed that there was something like real about this guy, even yeah. though we disagree with quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so so I'm gonna play the clip. Uh, this is from MSNBC. And uh, what's the lady's name? Um, Tiffany Cross. Okay, Bill Maher has been whack for a long time. From his makeout session with the blackface expert, Megan Kelly, to his infamous use of the N-word on his show, for which he later apologized, and his continual, mostly white weekly panels where he sings sob songs to them about the perils of the shrinking demographic and chides anyone who falls even slightly outside of his myopic, privileged view. Maybe he even said something highly offensive again last night. I don't know. I stopped suffering through that stale, clumsy monologue and painfully out-of-touch show a long time ago. But I did see the clip segment of him complaining about Lin-Manuel Miranda apologizing for the lack of Afro-Latino representation in his movie, In the Heights. You're the guy who made the Founding Fathers black and Hispanic. I don't think you have to apologize to Twitter. I mean, he's a Latino making a Latino movie with a Latino cast. Not good enough. Nothing is ever good enough for these people. They're like children. Okay, so I don't know if the applause from the audience was sincere or if they were responding to the applause sign in the studio, but either way, how disappointing. But let's just address a few things. One, I thought it was not only gracious, but appropriate for Lin-Manuel Miranda to acknowledge the perhaps unintentional colorism in his amazing film and then apologize for it. Two, anybody find it interesting that this quote-unquote liberal ally is sounding a lot like a moderate Fox News contributor? This is why allies get the side eye sometimes. And three, Bill Maher, you do not get to tell people of color what they should or should not be offended by. Stay in your lane, Slim. Maybe instead of trying to invoke sympathy for Sharon Osbourne or making sure Tommy Loren has a space to spouse her BS, you should have more diverse panels of people who can explain colorism to you and systemic racism and how these things still devastate people's lives and livelihoods today. Try that instead of standing on your alabaster perch every week to crap on other people's lived experience while providing a safe haven for well-established white supremacists. Because I gotta tell you, this old angry white man act is so played. I think you're mistaking what's happening now as a revolution, the favoring of a new system, and look, perhaps you disagree with that. But this is yet another of your perspectives that's embarrassingly ignoring what's happening all around you that you're refusing to see. The truth is, what's happening now is an evolution, and you are fighting for your power and privilege to not become fossilized while basking in the rays of your own non-existent cleverness and comedy bits circa three decades ago. And That's pretty much the gist of it. Um, yeah, so... White angry man again. We go back to the white angry man again. Now on the left, now on the right. And and what's so what's so interesting is like it's funny how somebody is so quick to tell somebody 
oh, you don't have the right to tell people what they can and can't be offended by, but yet you're telling somebody <laughs> what they have the right to say or not say or think or not think. Do you not like see yourself? Do you not realize how you sound and 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 what you're saying? And not only that, when she says some really stood out to me about about that particular monologue where she's like, uh, I don't find anything wrong with Lin Manuel Miranda uh, apologizing for unintentionally. Why would you apologize for something like you created something and like it has some uninten unintentional effect? Why are you going to apologize for that? She like you, it's gracious. You, you created it. It's not like, oh, I unintentionally st stepped yeah. on your new sneaker or like, I I'm sorry because like, I, I actually did something there and it was unintentional. Yeah. No, like somebody created something. It's It would be like, oh, I create this sneaker, right? And like it's red and you don't like the color red. It's colorism. And so I've I've upset you. I, well, I'm not gonna apologize for that because like I intentionally like made this no. this way for this reason. No, I it's, just, no, I'm it's not so worried. crazy, and it really does go back to what Bill Maher said last week and what we covered in last week's episode about <laughs> they the left and the cultural Marxists they want you to grovel, like they want to see. That's why she's like, "Well, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with him apologizing, yeah. right?" Because what you want is somebody to bend the knee. Yeah. That's what you and your no. side. That's what you guys want. And it's like, when will it ever be good enough? And it won't. It, right, it never will, and yet you have the audacity to tell somebody uh, that they can't think and feel the way that they feel about it. Yeah, and then I, I hate this whole notion of you can't talk on black issues, you can't touch on Latino issues, you can't like who who can't? What what are you talking about? Right, what and are you this, these about? are cultural issues. Yeah, these are because, cultural issues because the very if you think about it, the very the very idea. Of you saying, telling somebody of a different color that they can or can't do something already makes the situation multiracial. Like, yeah, if you're yeah. only discussing this shit in, in the confines of, like, that particular race yeah. or that particular gender, well, then then it, it it's, it's exclusive to that group. Yeah. But the minute that, like, somebody else from, from another group, race, gender, whatever have you, yeah. speaks on it, and you have something to say to them automatically by default it becomes something else and you're over here trying to tell somebody what they can and can't say not to mention you're talking about things that change the the fiber uh, and the fabric of culture the overarching culture i understand there's issues that where it's that community right texas can't tell illinois like no 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 you're doing it no 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 that's illinois problem and the citizens of illinois and the people that live in illinois but Texas might be like, I don't like how they do their shit. Let's do it this way. I understand that people have their own community, and like you said, that that's that's okay, that's cool. But now, now that you're saying that what you, I can or can't do, or what this is, or colorism, and how this affects this, and and how you should be a certain way, well, no, 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 no. You don't get to tell me what I have to do, and that I can't. Just I, I'm just gonna sit there like a good little boy and exactly. be like, oh no, you're right. I, I'll change my ways because this is what you want from and me. And if she wasn't being such a nearsighted moron, she would see that what Bill Maher is trying to do is help the left not be hated so much. 
because that is what's happening and like that's the thing that these people don't realize like you're acting like brats and what you're doing is you're turning people off to your side of the political aisle because now right now how many hispanic or 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 lin-manuel miranda fans that are out there that because now this dude is getting the heat that he's receiving how many of them now start to feel like well damn like like now this is getting this is getting extreme maybe they were right on that line but now they feel like it's a little bit too extreme and that's the thing is like his whole monologue and his whole reasoning for all of this is like not to be on some like Republican right wing agenda. What he's trying to do is like, listen, this is why people don't like our side because we complain about this stupid shit. And here you are complaining about this stupid shit to me now. And I'm your friend politically. We're on the same side where this is the same token. And now we're infighting. That's so dumb. And it goes back to like every level. Like you said, until you bend the knee. Okay, cool. We destroyed the Republicans now. The the white people need to bend the knee. Bill Maher, we don't need you anymore. Now, what do you... What is this? I really hope he gets out of it. Like, yeah. Like, that be, would be that would be great. I mean, that'd be if great. his producers were any good, like, they would eat this up because it's like, oh, boy, clearly he's been, like, on, on the... Uh, uh, trending on the internet lately. Yeah. Like, more than usual. So why not, like, kind of keep this going? Shit, why not invite, especially if she's like, oh, he usually has, like, all white panels, which is not true at all, because, like, I watch Real Time with Bill Maher. Shit, invite her on the show. I, I wonder if oh, she would go. Yes. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. He should invite her. He should invite her. He should, he should address the situation and then say, oh, and if you want to come to the show, come to the show. Right. And we can have a talk right here. And I bet you any money she's she going to bitch go. out. Yeah. <laughs> Curtis <or> Wild. <laughs> I didn't even think about inviting her. But yeah, hell yeah. And you know, he, if he talks about it, he will invite her. He will invite her. He talks to people he doesn't agree with. Yeah. So, oh, are you want to... He's, right. he's, he's had Milo on there at the height, like, of Milo's pinnacle. Like, he had him yeah. on there. Oh, my God. People hated him for that. Yeah. Fucking, he's had Ben Shapiro on there. Like, yeah, he... He's iconic. <laughs> like, yeah. that's iconic shit. Yeah. Like, I had this motherfucker before he got canceled. This He was here. And I talked to him. And we had a conversation. Thought he was out of his fucking mind. But, hey, we talked. You know, yeah. like... Ben Shapiro, like, ah, oh, that's great. And then and then it's so fucked up that like guys like Ben can't get a lefty on on, on like the, on the Sca- Sunday special. Scared because yeah. see that's the thing. <laughs> that's what's so wild is like on one hand, this lady is talking about that oh well people of color have the right to feel however they 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 want to feel and i agree with that 100 percent. but then in the same very same monologue you'll say that bill maher is wrong because he's created a space for people like tommy laren to talk on well so are you for freedom or are you not for freedom or are you freedom for only certain people of a certain race because by definition now that's racism like your ideology is so screwed up yeah it's it's like like think about that for a second on one hand 
People of color can feel however they want to feel and be offended by whatever they want to be offended by. Okay, I give you that 100%. But then on the other hand, you would criticize somebody for giving, giving somebody that you disagree with a space to speak. It's, it's like, so then by that definition, you're not entitled to have the space to feel how you feel. Yeah. Is it, I, I don't know. It's like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it like that because I'm wondering, like, am, am I lost? Am I missing something? Like a key here, a point? Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> essentially. Essentially, that's what that is. And... It's just interesting because like this culture war that I feel like we kind of were at like at the, the, the right at the spark of because if at you think precipice. about it, like the, the pretty much every episode or, or most of our recent episodes have had like a Bill Maher segment. Yeah. And so we were sort of at the spark of that this particular thing that's going yeah. on with him. Like I don't know what it is exactly, but we were right there. And it's like yet another thing that. Hanging with apes has kind of been like at the forefront. Yeah, of. yeah, and this is. I mean, we. I. Th- I think too. We look at things from a perspective of like beyond what we feel or what we think. I think we look at okay, well, if th- these slew of things happen, how could this change culture or what will we see? Because before uh, Trump or when barely he was coming out, we said, I remember this. You said it, and then I was like, I completely agreed. You said, white people are going to get tired of getting blamed for everything. And it's like, okay. And then when we broke it down, look at look at where we're at. Yeah. You're white. You're an angry white man. You're an angry white man. You don't have a say. You're, you're an angry white man. You have man. Pe- parents at, 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 at PTA meetings fighting and getting arrested because cause they're lashing out at the school board for teaching critical race theory which the mainstream media is not covering that but that is happening because again like you keep wanting to perpetuate this thing that like white people who know again factually 100% factual what I'm about to say no white person alive today has ever owned a slave (laughs) let me just put that out there this is not fucking being a white yeah. apologist. That is just simply the facts. Yeah. No white person that is alive today has ever owned a slave, at least in this country. Maybe they were some somewhere else yeah. somewhere and owned a, a motherfucker or whatever. Yeah. But here in this country, no white people alive today have ever owned a slave. It's kind of sad that you have to say that. It is because it's kind of like, like hold on, hey, everybody, yeah. like chill the fuck out a second. Like, yeah. Like, what exactly are we blaming here? Yeah. Meanwhile, fucking in in this weekend, this past weekend in Chicago, 75 people shot. And I'm yeah. sure minimal white people involved in that. Yeah, yeah. And also, like... If any, yeah. if any. And, and even for the white motherfuckers that are ignorant as fuck. Like, like, like the other day, this, this dude was... Uh, was concerned because a tall Mexican, Pat, that which was me, that's what he called me, a tall Mexican, passed through his backyard because I was actually going to my brother's house. Like, should I get mad at that or should I be like, this motherfucker's threatened by me because I'm in this neighborhood because like I'm I'm winning and my family's winning. Like, at what point do you start realizing like when motherfuckers are throwing like these tantrums? They're mad because they're not you or because they're threatened by you, but like they can't stop you. 
You know what I mean? Right. Like, at what point do you just be like, because like, I never thought, like, I never felt like, oh, I'm so victimized. I'm so sad. Right. I just like, I, I mean, oh, you I, and I, I talked about that. Yeah. And, 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 and my take on it is if anything, that shows that there isn't white supremacy. Exactly. Because like, a supreme being would not feel any sort of threat by by that yeah. because they're so supreme. Yeah. So what this shows is that like the 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 playing field is actually quite leveled. Yeah. And it's just you don't know how to operate on it for whatever reason, but that that this is what it is. But no no part of how you just phrased it, you winning or your family winning came from the government or came from any fucking uh, 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 MSNBC talking about what you should and shouldn't be offended by. No, what it came from was working, being responsible, planning out your life. That's what that came from. And now we're winning. Right. And so it's not like it, but that, and that's, and that's what we try to like show people on this is like, yeah, yeah, maybe there are people out there that are going to be like that particular person is. And, and there are many racist people in out there, but like what what the issue is like you motherfuckers are getting so wrapped up in that instead of like bettering yourself yeah. that you're not realizing how much little power those few people have because to be quite honest, it's very few and far between. Yeah, and, and to be honest, like okay, Goofy, you don't like me, you don't, you, you're threatened by me. I'll never hang with you. Nothing you say matters. I keep living my life. I fucking do dope shit all the time. We're always fucking doing like we're. we're I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about the podcast. I'm worried about the property. I'm worried about the book we're gonna write. We're just, I'm worried about the music we're, we're just, gonna write. We're just in Florida. We're just in, in Florida. The ocean. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like yeah, like I, I was. I was in motherfucking Florida swimming, bitch. What were you doing? You were probably still thinking about me. So to me, it's like. If you're this supreme being, which, like, in this instant, I feel, like, so much higher than this motherfucker. Like, I never once felt like, oh, I feel like... No, no, no. Like, no I, I'm anything, just so ahead. We, we laughed about it. It was funny. You know what I feel like? I feel like, in, in this instance, and, and this is how we should feel like. Like, Jay-Z, when he was being dissed by motherfuckers, and he was just like, but I'm Jay-Z, though. So why would I ever entertain the game? Oh, yeah. but I'm Jay-Z, though. But why would I entertain... I'm Jay-Z, though. So... I'm not going to pay attention to you because it puts more dollars in your pocket and it makes you feel important. You're not important. I'm important and I'm going to do my shit. And like, so to me, it's like, I'm not worried about that. And, and also like, I just don't have that negative. I don't want that negative energy. I just want to be doing my own thing. Like, I don't care about you. So, so to me, it's like, we got to, these are things about, I think this is philosophy more so than, than really like anything political or, or cultural that, because he can't do nothing to me. You know what I mean? And, and so we look at we look at these situations, and we wanna we want people to. And, and but that's make and us that's like the victims. problem. That's the problem with the 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 left and them sort of taking an anti-critical thinking approach. Is yeah. that it's almost like they don't want people to develop a philosophy, and people don't develop a philosophy because once you develop a philosophy, you realize that how powerless. The, like the, these people are that they're trying to like tell you have so much power and control yeah. over your life and why is because that breeds reliance on the government like if and imagine, not on making moves imagine because see see that's another thing too you talk about philosophy 
right there you talked about how it's just like you don't even have time to think about something like that because you have properties to think about and 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 making moves and music and a podcast and and business endeavors and 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 investments and all these things to think about so you don't have time to think about that yeah. and so that's your philosophy but but imagine you didn't have all that right so now Maybe your mind is a little bit more idle and the idle mind is the devil's workshop. So maybe your mind is a little bit more idle. Maybe you're vastly less successful. Maybe you're a little overweight and maybe life is not going so good for you. Maybe now philosophically, it's easier to sell you. Well, it's not your fault. Your situation is like that. You see that guy, how he's threatened everybody is like that the bank is like that everybody so now maybe it's easier to swallow the medicine the kool-aid of oh well now now maybe that guy and him being that way yeah. has a bigger impact on you than oh well fucking i'm rx phonics i got shit to worry about like real yeah. shit yeah you get what i'm saying and that is why that the philosophy of us and like guys like Joe Rogan and and Jordan Peterson, they're so threatening to the to the left because it's a philosophy of of, of working on yourself, individuality, in spite of like whatever the surrounding is, yeah, to better yourself. Where you get to the point where it's like shit like that like doesn't even phase you. In fact, shit like that makes you laugh. Yeah. And 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 that's the thing, but it's hard for people to get out of that funk when you have fucking MSNBC yeah. saying, "Well, you don't have the right to tell people of color what they could, what they should, and shouldn't be offended by." Like, should you be more offended by a guy like that, or should you be more offended by motherfucking seventy-five shot in <laughs> in Chicago? What's more offensive? What's more dangerous? What's holding you back more? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And these are the questions that we ask that many others won't. Yeah, and look at the audio clip that you were showing me. Uh, what was it? Um, how the tax code is geared for white people? Yeah, optimized for white wealth. I'm like, Which come nothing on. in the tax code. <laughs> Listen, I've been at many, many... I've been I've I, I've taken a journey of tax brackets throughout my life. Let's <laughs> yeah, put it yeah. like this. I I've sailed the seven seas of the tax brackets, matey. Ahoy, matey! Like I got a, a man's a swag when surfing. It, when it I've I've I was tax surfing. <laughs> like I I have a fucking a patch and a peg leg and a fucking hook because I've I've fucking encountered it all. Like I I've I've literally like I've gone I've gone I, the in in the my journey of tax brackets. I've gone from working at Target to fucking filling out my papers wrong where I made like fucking $450 a week, which was my only income at the time. Yeah. No, not a week. My, I'm sorry. Shit. That would that would have been great. No, $450 <laughs> every two weeks. Yeah. Well, man, and somehow owing the IRS. The <laughs> <laughs> W-2 days weren't good to you. Right. Um, uh, and somehow owing the IRS and <laughs> and through the journey of fucking owning property and, and getting money back and fucking yeah. understanding the tax code. And my point is, is that like nowhere in that shit and I'm. I'm not a tax expert, but I'm pretty well versed in this journey of taxes. 
nothing in that shit has to do with color yeah, at all. Yeah. Let me tell you, like but, that is probably like the last thing in the world that has to do yeah. with color. But remember when dude told you he's like, hey, you know, you're gonna get this X amount back. I just need to know, are you white? Right. And then you told him you were you were. Right. You were British. Right. You were like, a British. Well, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you were gonna get this amount back, but because you're not white, you're only gonna get this amount. Or yeah. you're you're eligible. If you were white, you'd be eligible for this tax loophole, but there's no such thing. They should do it. We there's, should do a sketch. Yeah. And, and and so and so that's my point is like is like that's the shit that they try to they try to swing. Yeah. It's just like well, like and and, in, and this is not even what we're gonna cover because we still have another segment to get into. But like recently, Peter Thiel got in trouble. Well, not in trouble, but like he's been criticized for how he's been able to grow his Roth IRA, taking yeah. advantage of like the tax loopholes of the Roth IRA. Yeah. Granted, he was able to do something not the average person is able to do, but not because he's white. He was able to do something because he fucking owned, uh, was a co-owner of PayPal. Yeah. So he was able to like keep uh, uh, reinvesting the, the as PayPal grew, he was, he was investing his IRA into PayPal yeah. Like kind of specifically, so as it grew, it grew tax free because, as we know, that's how a Roth IRA works. Yeah, yeah. So supposedly, from what I've gathered, his Roth IRA is worth five billion tax free. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, the <laughs> left just... and the government and the oh, establishment yeah. is pissed but about that because this... that's five billion. That's not theirs. Yeah, bitch, it shouldn't be yours. The motherfucker outsmarted. He worked. He You'll worked it. it. But that shit don't got nothing to do but with you color. Pay people to look at that because there is a way like th 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 there is a way where you pay like people who, who manage your money is oh, okay you right. can do this I, legally I, I'm saying like like his access to PayPal yeah. is, wasn't like the average person doesn't have oh, that yeah, access because yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he was uh, a, a co-owner of it yeah. my point my point is though is that that shit didn't have nothing to do with color though that yeah. was all through a motherfucker like working the system yeah not illegally. That's why, like, it's all criticism, but, like, you don't have nothing, like, legally to go after him on. Yeah. So, granted, I'm not saying that, like, it, it'd be easy for anybody to grow their Roth IRA to $5 billion, but, but like, through w due diligence and research, yeah. you could grow your money. Yeah. No. Don't have nothing to do with color. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Robin Hood, uh, fucking That's Weeble stash any of these apps that are accessible to everybody it doesn't ask you oh well before you go any further send us a picture so we know like what color you yeah. are because that's oh. how we know if we're gonna like you know cut you a check or not oh, wow sir you know i'm you're not white uh, you can't invest through us yeah so go <laughs> use that fucking ghetto app over there because yeah. we don't no there's no such thing that's 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 what we're trying to get at is like if you worry less about what these motherfuckers like on that segment on MSNBC are saying and more about shit that we just mentioned, you'd be better off and further ahead. Yeah. Um. Before we move on, you mentioned something. This was kind of a, a few minutes ago, but you mentioned something about how we operate in how like we're open enough to sort of hear like what the other side has to say we're open enough to hear what they have to say yeah. and i was actually looking for it just now but i i wasn't able to find it because 
you know, when we're doing these episodes, there's sort of a lot of information flowing and it's important to stay in tune with what's going on. But in one of those articles about Barstool Republicans, I can't remember at the time whether it was the Jezebel article or the political article. And I should have wrote it down, but like I totally, it totally slipped my mind. In one of those articles, it mentions something along the lines of sort of Trump's presidency and like the Barstool type Republican sort of being like, uh, something that's like leaving, like it's it's not gonna stay around for long. It's it's uh, and and they sort of their 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 reasoning behind it is like Trump's loss. Like it's just like, and and I remember reading that, and I remember when I was reading it, we were we were in Florida and we were in a in a Uber on our way somewhere, and I was reading that, and I remember thinking to myself, well, I guess in twenty twenty two we'll see how right or wrong us this statement is. You get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And, and and so what I'm saying by that is like that's still me willing to accept that like I may not be right about everything. Like I don't think I'm wrong about this, yeah. but that's still like kind of listening to the other side and being like, well, like we'll we'll, we'll I guess we'll see. Time. Only, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't sit here and be like, oh no, you're wrong. You know, like that's something only time will tell. Yeah, yeah. And we- so again, that's. A, a strength in the sense of you being willing to listen to like a point that the other side might make that you you have no you have nowhere to go but well well time will tell yeah know? yeah and, and and you really like you don't you could just see the all we could really do is look at the moving parts yeah and then go off of there make an educated guess but we really don't know and as people who listen to the show weekly see that we do quite often. We've sort of been ahead of a lot of things, so there's just kind of uh, a little insight of like how we think about things and whatnot. So, as Bill Maher said, the left, uh, the cultural Marxists, they want to see people that they go after bend the knee. That's what they're after. Many people are willing to comply. One of those people that's willing to comply, like Lin-Manuel Miranda complied, is, and, and I find this, this is sort of, this is sort of hurtful, this one. Lin-Manuel <laughs> Miranda, I don't really care about that one that much. I care that it happened, but like, like I'm not like into his work like that. Yeah. But this one, this one hurts. Yeah. Seth Rogen. So now, for people out there. I'm so sad that aren't as familiar with Seth Rogen as we are. This is the the mind behind Pineapple Express. This is the mind behind Superbad. This is the mind behind... Um, this is the end. This is the end. He was in 40-Year-Old Virgin. He was in uh, uh, Knocked Up. I mean, just a, a, a career of the, the, uh, the neighbors, the, a career of classics. Yeah. Funny movies. Legendary career. Really? Yeah, 100% legendary career. And in a recent article by uh, The Times, which is a a periodical out of London, but it was the Sunday edition, so it was the Sunday Times, uh, he was interviewed. And in that interview, he essentially bashed, I would say, easily 75% of his career. Um, They also delved into him not working... (sighs) 
with his longtime friend uh, um, James Franco yep. because of some allegations that he's received recently, and it was just like it, I it was sort of gut wrenching because it's like man, like your body of work you're willing to just kind of like be like yeah yeah i apologize for that like just you know and, and like and, and it, it's so funny the way that the the interviewer went after him it was like well are you gonna apologize for this and what about in super bad when this character said that and it's just like so ugly and nasty things that like genuinely created laughs yeah and yeah. at the time didn't spawn any controversy so it's like you're you're taking it out of like its own historical context because yeah. the culture and society wasn't what it is now. So it's yeah. just like you're making somebody apologize for yeah. something that like wasn't an issue back when it was first put out. That and it was done through a scope like we make art based off of who we are, right? So a lot of like the jokes like for example super bad that was something that was made out of like his childhood and how he perceived things as himself and actually i think the article covered that yeah and i think sometimes you have to understand that like the imperfections of a person and the way they perceive things is really like the the main like source of the greatness right that's what what that's what helps people resonate like you don't ever like that's why music is like the best music is not politically correct. The best movies are not politically correct. They push the envelope. They make you feel a bit uncomfortable. Uh, like for all the people that loved all these mafia movies, Goodfellas was probably an uncomfortable movie because it was an uncomfortable reality. Like that's what the mob was. That's what the mob is. It was like so in your face that like it's like the people that glorified it kind of had to deal with the realities of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so to me, no, you don't apologize for that. You don't apologize for that because that's that's that was your journey. Like I I understand if if there was hate in your heart or or or, or you did something terrible. None of that. None of that. Like, if you watch all these movies, it was about making people laugh. And you know what? Making people laugh, sometimes you're making fun of yourself. Like, look at look at what Superbad was. I, again, I go back to that. Like, these kids trying to get laid, and they're socially awkward. And it's like, that that's a bit uncomfortable. Like, you're, you're getting yourself out of your comfort zone because you're talking about your youth. Yeah. And what, what the things that you went through. And it's it and it's it's the the encapsulation of authentic experiences, yeah. and that's the thing that a lot of these people don't understand. And and this particular journalist in in the article, well, in in the interview and in the article, she's asking him some questions, and and he goes on to say, "I'm not one of these comedians who's like people are too PC and it's ruining comedy." And so right there. It is like we we've sort of established that that the PC culture is ruining comedy and like what I the, what I would use as my lead piece of evidence is the fact that there hasn't been any really good comedy movie to come out in in some time now. Yeah. And any good stand-up special that has come out has been sort of anti-PC, which the thing that is easiest to reference is, is the shit that Chappelle has yeah. come out with his yeah. most his most recent shit, and so in here he's uh, she goes on to say he has publicly regretted uh, his references to faggots in Super Bad, which that's how at that time 
boys in high school talked. Yes. <laughs> and the how I know you're gay riff in 40 year old virgin, which is like one of the more like classic memorable scenes in that movie is oh I run on Ohio. No, I you're gay. And you yeah. could tell it was like two comedians like improving what they could say to like kind of roast each other the worst. Yeah. And it wasn't even like anything really against like against gay people. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of like just roasting each other. But again, yeah. so much lost because it's taken out of context. It's like, you know what, what part made me laugh in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? When Brad Pitt tells uh, DiCaprio, he's like, no, oh, man, don't cry. Not in front of the Mexicans. Yeah. Like, we laughed so hard. Yeah. It was like, you, me, and Big Baby. I didn't take offense to that. I just thought it was hilarious. And the undertones behind that I thought was funny. Like, oh, you can't cry around Mexicans. Come on, bro. <laughs> what are you, you're a star. Like, he's like talking shit. It's like yeah. a racial thing. But we found that shit hilarious. Yeah. Never once was I like, oh, man, I'm offended as fuck. What the fuck? Why? What? 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 Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. It's and like, funny. first off, the context of it is that it's a different time frame. Yeah. A more racially charged time frame, even yeah. though those particular characters never showed any instance of racism or yeah. anything. But still, it's like a more racially charged time frame. And it, it's like a, a time piece, like of a, of a, you know, like it's capturing this particular time frame. It's like, enjoy the ride, man. Like, yeah. chill the fuck out. Laugh. But, but 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 yeah that that it's so lost and the fact that like in this article he was willing to like just flush his work down the toilet yeah. is it's it's sad and it's weird it, it it's weird because like you you made this and 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 like I've been such a big like you're fan. not willing to defend it yeah at all it, it's it's almost like an identity crisis yeah 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 I think that that's a very good way of of of. Uh, Phrasing it, yeah, because like you, you could see, you well, we perceive it as that he feels guilty. Because then Vincanity did like when we were talking to Vincanity, he said, "Well, maybe he's just trying to survive. Maybe he feels that this is his bread and butter now in this new culture. How he could keep surviving in Hollywood." Yeah, maybe like, it rather could be than that. which it does kind of make sense. It's like, well, let me apologize for that past shit, so I could like keep making shit like. Uh, uh, like unscathed, like, and they kind of. Uh, I didn't think but, of it from that. But angle. like, he's he's because yeah. he's currently working on a show yeah. for a Hulu, I think, where it's like, uh, uh, I think it, it revolves around like the uh, uh, Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson sex tape, and like it's getting it gets stolen. Yeah. Supposedly, it's like based on like real events or whatever, but it's comedy. So I am interested in seeing like if in since like he's gone woke how like what are you gonna do humorous like how are you guys gonna swing this yeah where yeah. it's where it's like still humorous but but like pc because yeah to me that's pretty hard to do if if at all possible yeah yeah and to me it's like okay if if you're gonna survive well that's like to me i like believing that aspect the insanity angle it's like Vince, Vince is more he doesn't he's not like like we've made music and we've made sketches like um well he's made sketches before too but like I feel like music sometimes it's like music could be more so emotionally charged mm -hmm. so as an artist I don't understand it yeah you know what I'm saying and I and I wouldn't think that like Seth Rogen would yeah, take that I, approach I, I 100% see what you're saying like it would be I, I can't imagine 
like getting backlash or, or outcry for like a past comedy Faba yeah. funny sketch and me being like, oh, well, like I apologize and I see how wrong that was. It's like, well, no, that was like my creative flair that I was going yeah. with at the time. And if you want, I'll kind of take you down the, the rabbit hole of what I was thinking when I made it. But I'm not gonna apologize for it because I'm not sorry about it. Yeah, I'm not sorry about it. That was a good. That was a, to me. That's what I wanted to make at the time, and and that's what I want. I mean, I'm not making that now, but that doesn't mean that you know that's because I I the I, I think I, there's something think wrong bigoted, with it. Yeah. It's because I'm onto something else. Yeah. So and so as an artist, I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think that. And him making good work, like you know, I'm sure he was passionate. I'm, I'm sure like hundred percent, you know, hundred percent. Like it's just it's, a shit. You could just tell they had fun. You look at the blooper reels. You know, like when it, when it came to those movies. Like remember the Vastastic Voyage bloopers yeah. and the little like. I know you had fun. Like, how could you just shit on this and be like, oh yeah, that was the time when I was bigoted and xenophobic. Like what? Yeah. What? Like I I can't. So, but again, you just never know. You just never know because like. These people got to survive. That's his livelihood. So maybe for him, it's like, well, yeah, I just it's like it's like the same concept as being a company man, you know. Like, well, the Hollywood went woke, so there's really no room for me. So I'm gonna switch up because I got to survive, and I, and I got to you know. And 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 maybe that is the case, yeah. but now it just becomes more of something that's interesting to me in the terms of like, well, how are, are you still gonna be funny? Like, how are you gonna be funny? Yeah. Because if you think, if you look back and you think of like essentially almost every classic stand-up, funny movie, show, it's it's pretty great and it's yeah. pretty funny and it doesn't have any like it's it's not PC at all. Yeah. So how like how do you? It's like Eddie Murphy apologizing for Delirious. Well, Eddie Murphy has apologized. Oh for his past God. Year. Yeah, you didn't know that? I, I, I did not know that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, hey, the show needs to end now. <laughs> I want to go cry. Yeah, For yeah, real? Yeah, you didn't know that? Yeah. I did not. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, you could look it up. Like, he's. Jesus. He has, That's a classic. What are you doing? I mean, I don't know about, like, if he apologized for Delirious specifically. Yeah. But he's apologized for things in his career. I know. Hey, it was the times it was funny. You joked. People laughed. All the people that watched you and laughed hysterically, they're terrible people too. And think about that. And to me, that's what kills me about the, the Dave Chappelle now. Like, okay, you're being funny. You're anti-PC. People are laughing. That's your job. Yeah, you're doing a good job. It's not that serious. No, I know you hate. You don't hate transgenders. You're joking about the shit. Like, what do you... I don't that's what comedy is so so to me it's like I don't I, I can't I can't wrap my my mind around shitting on your whole career because like you you also shit on like the like the memories and, and the paths that you opened up for people too like yeah. like McLovin like the guy we, we, we were just talking about it like the today McLovin would turn 40 like the ID because you know he was like 20 22 or 20 whatever like so it's 2021 so so he turns 40 and it's like damn like that that kid he has an iconic role you changed this dude's life you ch you changed uh Jonah Hill's life 
you cha- like you gave them their shot. Well, not 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 like and, and they had their shots, but like that was what that was the biggest yeah, movie and, at the and, time. And so now, like, when does it become a thing? So now, if he has to apologize for writing super bad, do now the actors that performed in the movie have to apologize for their performances? Now, do the people that enjoyed super bad and still enjoy super bad have to apologize for enjoying it like yeah. it doesn't stop and that's what bill maher was saying is that like it's never good enough the yeah. cap gonna have to apologize for can uh calvin or the calvin candy yeah of like, course oh, oh, oh all right because this is not you know cinema and these aren't characters that were written to tell a story like <laughs> or or uh dude uh brian cranston when he Played the fucking uh, guy in the wheelchair. Was, oh well, you, you're not really a guy on a wheelchair. So well, yeah, well, he did get static for that. Yeah, he did. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like we got to the point where like acting is not acting and comedy is not comedy. And What's it's like colorism. Well, it's yeah. ableism. It's everything ism. It's just no fun anymore. Well, that's our show for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening, so keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share it with them. We're on all podcast platforms. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.